in town to get your mindset right, get your thoughts right, get your day on track. We help you take flight, whole lot of knowledge over here. We reading the books. Tony Fleming on top, cause he reading the books. Yeah, he got what it takes, work hard and play hard. Straight to the bank, gotta visualize it all. Dream board on the wall, see it every day. Call after call, we gon' show you the way. Pray forever ball, the American way. And if you really want to win, start planning your day. And take your advice from the king, what more can I say? 7 a.m., yeah. Time to read a book. Get your affirmation, get your thoughts right. Be a leader. Get your vision board. You got to plan that day. What you listen to and watch at night. Listen to 
all the calls that are on there and everything. All right, folks, let's get it popping this morning. Uh, we're going to pick back up to from where we left off uh, on Wednesday going over some bullet points that has to do with success in life and success in business. Uh, also has to do with mindset because I say everything we talk about has a lot to do with our mindset. Ninety percent of it does. So uh, let me pick up uh, with some more bullet points. Let me pick. Uh, let's see what where did we stop. Uh, we stopped at. I think teaching is repeating. No, we didn't. We stopped. Stopped at. Uh, uh well, we stopped with being a specialist. You know, focusing on one thing. I think that's what it was. Um. Yes, focusing on one thing, being a special. Let me say that, too. Because, let me say something about that, too, because, and this is a bullet point. is not one in my notes, but it can be one. Um, if you're out here building a, a business, um, it could be a traditional business, home-based business. It can be any business. Uh, and you're in the business of recruiting people because you got to bring people on the board. you got to hire some people or you got to bring some team members on board. you got you got to... You're in the process of doing that. Understand this. You know, if you bring on somebody with a lot of talent, one of the challenges you're going to deal with, and I know some of y'all are saying, well, please let me find somebody with some talent. <laughs> but when you bring on somebody with some talent, one of the things you're going to deal with is them being kind of unfocused. And you say, Why? Well, we're in an unfocused society now. We're in a society where it's, it's mass distractions. I mean, you got all kind of stuff out here, everything from, you know, all the social media sites. Then you got email. Then you got, um, you know, YouTube. You got everything else that's out here that, and then, you know, all other distractions from the television and things of that sort. So somebody who has some talent, um, they're going to get pulled that all kind of ways. And not only that, those people are going to be trying all kind of things because, you know, they can chew bubble gum and walk, and they can chew bubble gum and talk. A lot of folks can't do that. <laughs> a lot of folks can only chew bubble gum or they can only walk. They can't do both. But when you got somebody who can do can chew bubble gum, talk, and walk, which is an analogy I'm using, folks, I know y'all, don't take me serious on that, but it's an analogy. Trying to paint a picture for you that some people can juggle a lot of things. That doesn't mean that's right because they can juggle it. It just means they can't juggle it. That doesn't mean that they should be. So what happens is you got, you know, a talented person sometimes doesn't stay focused long enough to build a team because it takes patience. And if they think that they can run somewhere else, and it doesn't have to even be a home-based business. It could be, you know, making money, doing something else. They're going to do it. You know, they might can run and sell cars on the car lot and make more money right away because they're not on the car lot. You're selling cars. That means you, you every month you start over and you sell some more cars. With a home base, you're actually building residual. And so you don't have to start over once you get that foundation. But, you know, that's the operative word, foundation. And that word takes time to build, takes time to build a foundation. And a person that has a low skill level 
They're going to run and, oh, I can go make some money over here. I can go make some money over there. I can, that's just what happens. <laughs> some of y'all saying, let me find that per Well, when you do and that happens, then you'll know what I said. Because <laughs> for some reason, a lot of people don't believe that happens. They just want that person. They just say, I got to I gotta have that person, okay? Just remember what happens. And that's not a that's a bullet point you can put down, but that's not a part of my notes. I was just thinking about that when uh, we went over being a specialist and really focusing on one thing and, you know, really, you know, putting everything into that effort to make it have work for you. All right, uh, let's see. Let's think of another one. I got uh, got so many. Um, let's see. All right, here's one. Here's a bullet point here. You cannot, and I used to say you could. So um, this is this is. Well, I didn't say could. I, I used to say all the time that you should do this. And so I'm, you know, probably about five years ago, I stopped saying that. But for you know, I mean, fifteen years, I said it. Uh, and that was, you know, I used to say all the time, work your business like it's a job. And what I meant by that was, you know, how people go to work and they show up every day. Um, but I realized that most people don't really work on their job. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had to come back and change that and say, do not work your business or do not treat your business like a job. I was thinking more of you showing up every morning. Uh, but, see, the difference in that is on the job, you can show up every morning, cheat the system, barely do anything, get by with it, and they still get a check on Friday. Now, this should make you think, why is that? You know what you're doing. I know what I used to do a long time ago, years back in the, in the, in the late, uh, what, uh, what the kids say, in the 1900s. <laughs> I know what I used to do, but if you think about it, why do they still pay you? Because they're already underpaying you, so they're already accounting for that anyway. So it's like how Walmart and other places account for theft. They already know it's going to be a certain amount of theft in the stores, so they account for that by marking the price the way they want to mark the price because that's a part of it. So your job does the same thing. You think you're getting over, but, you know, you ain't getting over. You know, we always say this, that you, the job pays you just enough that you don't quit, and you work just enough that you don't get fired. <laughs> so everybody's doing just enough. So, But you can't do that in a business, and that's the problem that people have. They get started in a business, and they think, Okay, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna be on them conference calls that Tony talk about. I'm gonna get on to everything else that the company says. I'm gonna uh, go to every meeting they say. I'm gonna do everything they say, just like I show up. I'm gonna show up. But that's all you're doing. You're showing up. But showing up is not what's gonna get you paid in a business. You have to produce. Not like we talking about producing produce in a, in a grocery store. <laughs> We're not talking about that. We saying you have to have some production. See, a job, you can get by with that, and you still get a check. And that's what's so confusing to people because they come to, they start a business, and they, they go through that same old, I'm going to treat it like a job, and then when it's time to get some money, they don't get it. And then it's time to get some more money, and the next, next week they don't get it. And they're like, wait a minute, I've done everything. I, you know, I came to the, to the presentation. I, I did this. I did that. 
you know, I got on those calls that you said. I, the difference in that in a job, again, is the job is not asking you for production. It's just asking you to do the things they say. Here in a business, you only eat from production. You only eat from production. So you can't treat it like you treat the job. The job you laid back, you just figured out some things, you know, what door to go in now, what door to go out, you know, who to talk to in the job, who not, especially if you're sneaking around doing something that you shouldn't be doing, you definitely ain't going to talk to uh, Robert because Robert going to tell everybody. So you just figured out who to deal with, you, you know, who to sit with in the break room, who not to sit with. Who, who, when to open your door to your office, when not, if you got one, when, you know, everything about the cubicle. I know for me, on Fridays, I was playing a getaway. Even though I didn't have to because, you know, I was, my supervisor was in New Orleans. I was in Montgomery. But I didn't want the people in the office to kind of figure out my game, even though they didn't, they weren't my supervisor. <laughs> they wasn't my. They didn't know. All they knew was probably about one thirty two. I was out of there. They didn't see me. They didn't. They didn't ask me where I was going because they didn't see me because I already had a plan on. <laughs> I'm out of here anyway. I, it was so crazy. I didn't have to come in there, but it was just something about me. You know, I'm always not. I guess somebody probably realized this now, but I don't try to share my business. So I always not. I don't want. I don't care who it is. <laughs> you don't have to know anything, even though it didn't matter. But on the job, you know, a lot of times it does matter. So you sneak around, do the things that you do, and you think you can pull that off when you start a business. It can't. It's based on production, folks. It's not based on um, you, you know, beating the system. You can't beat the system. You just can't. You can think about it all day long and try to figure it out, but you can't. All right, here's another one. Uh, here's a bullet point for success. Guard who you allow to influence your heart. Now, I know the first thing come to mind for ladies is some old man, you know. <laughs> I got to guard my heart from old crooked man. No, that's not what we're talking about here. Let me tell you some things you need to guard your heart from. Some of your friends, some of your relatives, and that TV. And I'm sure it's a lot. It's a lot more. You know, social media, some of the things now on social media you have to guard your heart from. Now, here's the thing. Most of us don't believe that, and that's why it's a battle for us to do it. And most folks, and I, you know, every time I give you a thing to do, I'm going to try to give you a truth to it, too. Now, I said, I said on Saturday that that makes this seem kind of negative because when you when I'm teaching, I'm trying to teach you and I'm trying to give you everything that's going to pop up, everything that's going to be said in your head, every time you think about something. I want to always, I even do that in presentations. I try to answer stuff in presentations that people are really thinking so they ain't got to really, you know, bring it up. They're already thinking it anyway. I already know. I already know because <laughs> I'm human like you are. So, so, but I, I know this, that most folks don't believe that the things we hear, the things we see, influence us a lot. Now, well, let me change, let me clarify that statement. Uh, I'm not, okay, 
it's not that maybe you don't believe it. I think what it is is that we're so used to doing it that when it's time to change, it's hard to change. So I'm sure there's a percentage that just don't believe it, but I think it's a higher percentage that's just so used to talking to friends and relatives and watching TV that when you hear, when you start reading books that we talk about, when you start changing your goals and start having goals and start doing certain things and uh, you're assuming or you just, because you're so used to doing it, you start bringing these things up to them. Now remember, you got to guard your heart. Now, don't put your stuff out like that. Because they're not, and let me make sure I word this correctly too, they're not prepared to even understand what you're giving them. And from the intentions of their heart, they might not even, they're, they're, they call themselves saving you more than anything. Now, it's a few, it's a, it's a lot that want to hurt you, but it's some that want to save you. And so you're sharing with them information that you're getting on these calls, that you're getting from the books you're reading, that you're getting from the company involved in, and they don't have, they don't have a clue. They're not a part of these calls. They're not reading the books. They're not a, so, and then when they hear it, it sounds so far-fetched that they try to save you. <laughs> Girl, you didn't got caught up in that stuff. Girl, let me pull you back in. The reason it's so far-fetched to them is because they don't hear this on a regular basis. You didn't either until you start doing this, you know. So you out here sharing stuff with them and you want them to be a part of your dream and goals and they looking at you like you lost your mind. Because their environment doesn't dictate conversations like this. Their environment is all the other stuff, the, the popcorn, peanuts, and the sugar stuff. This stuff here is like vegetables. This stuff here is like the stuff that's good for you. And their environment doesn't, you know, they don't get that. You get it here, and only people that you, and again, you're so used to talking to them, and you're so used to doing things that you go back and give it to them, and you're so used to watching television and so used to listening to everything on, uh, that you do that you don't even qu- stop to, to really qualify what you heard. Or you don't even stop doing it because you're so used to doing it. You know, how many people used to walk in the house, first thing they do is turn that TV on? Really, the hotel room. If you check in the hotel, that's the first thing people do. They peep in the bathroom, see if it's clean, see what's going on there. <laughs> Make sure nobody hiding in the bathroom. And then you grab that remote and turn that TV on. Because you're used to doing it. And if you don't, you feel awkward. You feel out of place. You feel... You know, I know when I do that, which I ain't done in a while, I just grab a book and start reading. I lie, I lie, uh, lie across the bed or something, I grab a book. And, you know, it used to be where I wanted to grab that remote. I don't really want to grab it now. You know, I don't even try to do that now. But that's me. That's not probably most folks right now. But in order for you to win, you gotta you got to stay programmed into the things that you need you know, like, and you're not getting the things that you need from television, from your relatives, or from your friends. You know, things you need is stuff that you get here from the books, from the events, from the company, and what the company said, things of that sort. That's what. You, that's how you get that for you to grow. I mean, for your 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 business and for you to advance. 
So you got to guard who you allow to influence your heart. Think about it. This all this weekend. If you think about who you talk to on the phone, uh, what you watched, you may not watch the, the playoff games, and that was it. I don't, you know, really flip through, and I, I love that for competition, but I can't see how that could damage me. But I can flip on something else and see it right quick. See, <laughs> Everything you scroll through uh, is very damaging. Um and I don't need to explain. I hope I don't need to explain that. If somebody could tell me, if say, well, I got to explain it, then we really got a problem. We really do. If you're telling me the stuff that you watch, that's out here, you really it's really a, a real serious problem. All right, so uh, that's another bullet point. All right, let me see another one here. Three things you do. Uh, we get paid for see here. All right, one of the greatest enemies of success is kind of like, I mean, I guess it goes in line with what I just said, kind of talked about. But the, one of the greatest enemies of success, if it's not the greatest enemy of success, it could be the greatest, uh, it's called the law of least resistance. The law of least resistance. You say, what is that? Uh, in a nutshell, it's the tendency to do what is fun and easy instead of the things that really need to be done that might not be fun and easy. The tendency to do was fun and easy instead of, let's say you just started a business and your goal now is to go out and prospect new people. Now, it will be easier to sit still, pull out a notepad, and start thinking of people that you know to make a list of 50 to 100 names. It's easy, I mean, but it would be easier to flip on the television and not do that. See, that's the law of least resistance. You know, it's uh, easy to, you know, just to start, you know, direct messaging people or calling some people on the phone. But it's easier to go take a nap and get you a little ice cream, get you some little, you know, little cake and cookies. and It's easier to do that. So, you know, we usually do, and that's the law of, of, of least resistance, doing the easy things. And I promise you, the people that you see successful, that you admire, that you that you see them on the surface, you don't see behind the scenes, they're not doing the easier and the easy stuff. They're doing the things that you don't want to do. They're doing the things right now that you don't want to do. They're not doing the easy things. They're doing the things that you don't want to do. That's the key. The things you don't want to do is, is, is probably the things that you really need to do. And the things that you really want to do, uh, probably not what you need to be doing. 
Now, this only relates to a person who's trying to change their life fi- financially if they are, you know, start a business like you start a business with us. You know, this only concerns you because if you have a job and you don't have a business, you know, and that's all you do, you know, is just work your job and go back and forth to work, then, you know, hey, you don't need a lot of this stuff that we talk about. You really don't. Because they don't want you thinking about this anyway. They don't want you thinking about it at all. Uh, let's see if I can do one more. Mm. I'm running these things into each other now. Let's see how how's that? How I'm combining these two. I got so many notes and I got so many numbers that I don't. <clears throat> All right, here's one. Uh, do fewer things and get better at doing those fewer things instead of trying to do a million things. You can say, well, Tony, you kind of said that. Well, no, let me relate this to, let's say, when I mean by doing fewer things now, before what I meant by was all the distractions and people trying to do other things was other things outside of what they were doing. What I'm saying is a lot of people try to do everything within what they do, and you're not really good at everything. But you want to do some things that's going to produce for you, do fewer things that you know you're good at, and just do those until you until you max out, until you get better at it. You know how uh, I said the other day that the guy said, I would rather, I'd rather not fight a guy, you know, the guy who knows, put it this way, the guy who knows, you know, a hundred different ways to do a karate chop, I don't fear that man as much as I know a man, the man who's done one way, you know, 10,000 times. That makes him the specialist at that chop. He's more dangerous than the person who knows a hundred different karate chops compared to the guy who knows one, and that's what he's been doing. That's a vicious chop. <laughs> it's vicious. So imagine in your business, if you, let's say you're good at, I don't know, presenting. You're good at doing presentations, and you feel like you are, and people have said that, and you said, man, you ought to do a truckload of presentations. That's all you should be doing, presentation after presentation after presentation after presentation after presentation after presentation. Who want to do a presentation? I do one. Who, who, somebody else want to do one? Somebody else, you know, <laughs> be like Lil Wayne. <laughs> I had a joke going that Lil Wayne's to show up at everybody's studio. So you want me on the song? Because Wayne was on everybody's song. <laughs> Like here come here come Tweety Bird. He gonna be he was on everybody's song at one point. I mean one year Wayne was on everybody's song. I'm like, dang, what you going studio to studio saying, you know? I think Pac did that for a while too, but Pac did it because he needed money and he was just doing it, getting cash money. Uh well I guess Wayne wants some money too, but if you good at what? What are you good at? You know, pre- presenting? Man. Present for present for your mama, for your cousin, for your brother. Present for people that's not in your group. Present for people cross line from you. Present from anybody who call you and say, "Hey, can you do a presentation for me?" Yep, <laughs> I can do it. Yes, I can. And you really want to see a presentation? You need to call me. 
But here's the challenge with that. <laughs> Some of y'all, you're a legend in your own mind when it comes to presenting, but that ain't what people really feel you for. It could be something else. I, I hate being in a room when, when they start asking, what are you good? And everybody raising their hand, they good at every damn thing. I'm like, how are you good at everything? I'm sitting back. <laughs> All right, really? <laughs> you know, when they get to, like, the training part, the mindset, because I've been doing it for so long, that's what I'm raising my hand. Everything else, everything else I can do. I can do everything else. But am I good? No. But some people, ego get in the way. I, I'm good at that, good at that, good at that, good at that. Really? Oh, really? Do fewer things and get better at doing them. Master them. You know, you know, it could be presenting. It could be something else. It could be whatever else you're good at. Um... I don't know. Whatever you, whatever else you think you're good at, ask somebody. See what they say. Ask a few people. And then you do it and 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 do it. And then you do it some more. You do it and do it and do it. And then you do it, do it, do it, do it. And you do it, do it, do it till you're satisfied. Whatever it is. Satisfied. Now that's old school there, buddy. Um, all right, that's it, folks. That's it. That's all she wrote today. The pen and the pencil broke. That's all she wrote. We out of here. Let me uh, give you the song for the day. You got to name the song now. I'm going to tell you something. This song was first written by a lady named Barbara. I can't think of her last name. But Barbara wrote this song. Well, she sung this song, though she wrote it. 1967 or something like that. Then that song, this song was taken by a group, and they called it the, some kind of strut. See, I can't. I just remember the top of my head. I didn't go research this because I remember when I first heard the song. I mean, when I heard this one, I'm about to play. I was like, I know I heard this song before. Then I started thinking about it. It was a while back. I said, Oh, that was that song. Yeah. Matter of fact, it was an instrumental, and it was called some kind of strut. It was an instrumental though, and it was that was in the late '60s, in the by you know early '70s maybe. And then this group took it, and then, you know, they kind of did the version that Barbara did, but they did their own European version because the group is from U- from the U.K. Um, you got to tell me the name of the group. Matter of fact, the young lady that been on the call with me sometimes, she used to have a song. I bet she can't even name what the group is. <laughs> but she plays the song on the phone, you know, like when you call her phone, you know, like, Miss Horsley, when you call Miss Horsley phone, sometimes that song would come up. Because she had asked me about it a while back. I don't know if she still got that song on there. It might be. I don't know. But you got to tell me the name of the group and the name of the song. All right? I'm see all y'all. I know this now. Let me see y'all getting your little. <laughs> don't, make me, don't make me say that. All right, here we go. And if you got you don't have my text, six seven eight six four 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 five four one. I think I think Kim is leading the contest with fifteen dollars. She might have twenty. I don't know how to check with my, my, my counter here and see what she says, but I think it's fifteen. And then, you know, other folks are behind her. But all right, Kim. Oh, you got twenty? Kim says you have twenty, okay. 
<laughs> well, get this then. <laughs> Bye. 